Coyote Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Belinda Davids is a recent chart-topping artist who has performed alongside the likes of Kerry Hilson, Keisha Cole, and featured on Fox TV, Showtime at the Apollo, Britain's Got Talent, and BBC One TV's Even Better Than The Real Thing. Belinda's show, The Greatest Love of All, is an acclaimed tribute show described as mind-blowingly spot-on. Critics and fans the world over hail the show as an entertainment spectacle. The vocal prowess of Belinda Davis continues to our audiences across the world, including the USA, UK, Europe, Middle East, Singapore, Australia, New Zealand, and of course, South Africa. Belinda Davids was invited to audition at the Got Talent All-Stars competition held in Spain in 2023, featuring acts from shows such as America's Got Talent and Britain's Got Talent. Up next on Celebs Event, we've got Belinda Davids. Where do we find you in the world? How are you doing? And what's happening in your life? Okay, so I'm home. I just came from America not too long ago. I did a very short run there. What's happening in my life is we are preparing for the Joburg run. We have a Joburg run coming up um, from the 24th of August until the 10th of September. And so we are preparing for that. But I also have this golden buzzer thing that I'm doing that the Civic Theatre is giving to all the golden buzzer winners of this year, I guess, that has gone to Britain's Got Talent, America's Got Talent, and then I did Spain's Got Talent, so... Yeah. Okay, so let's rewind. So at what age did you decide, okay, cool, I want to be in the entertainment industry? And how did that journey accumulate to where we are today? I think when I started performing with my first band, Mm -hmm. which was at the age of 14 and a half, that's when my professional career started. I think that's that's the time, around that time, I knew that that's... This is what I was going to do for the rest of my life. From that band to becoming a solo artist, how did that journey move forward? I think I became a solo artist when me and my band, the band's name was Maiden Voyage at, at the time. Okay. And the, the music director of the band was Errol Cudderby, who has now died. And he was also my mentor at the time. But when I performed with this band, this opportunity came up where I could do a competition at the Opera House in Port Elizabeth. And so we did this and at the, at this event, at this competition, I won solo act. I won band section and some other best song or whatever performance. Can't quite remember. But at that event, a lady came up to me and she said to me, listen, I think that you should um, be signed to a record label and you need management. And so that's when I stepped away from the band and that was probably around 16 years old i stepped away from the band and i then pursued my solo career and at that point were you already doing whitney houston or oh, did they come later no this was the competition that i did for the opera house i did where do broken hearts go okay i did i'm every woman and i think i did another song it might have been the greatest love of all but those yeah of course i was doing whitney what made yeah. you realize that you could do Whitney? What was that thing that said to you, okay, I can do Whitney? I think that was probably earlier when I was around eight years old. That's when that moment happened for me is when I realized that I could actually 
sing like this woman. Because I, I remember my brother had this LP with Teddy Pendergrass and Whitney Houston doing a duet and called Hold Me. Hold me in your arms tonight. Uh, yes. This song, I was listening to the song over and over and over again. And I think singing in school, doing the greatest love of all in school, words sort of traveled in the neighborhood, in my street. And I could not go play with my friends anymore because then people was call- they were calling me Whitney in my street. So I think I realized Whitney came- Whitney made a big impact on my life when I was eight years old. Have you always done Whitney or have you done your own work as well? No, of course I did my own work. Okay. Of course I did my own work. You know, when I started traveling overseas, when I started traveling to Dubai and Hong Kong and America, I was constantly writing. So when I got to LA, when I got to America, I had lived there for 10 years. But with the, the moment I got to LA, I stopped doing Whitney and I tried to pursue my own life, my own career, my own solo career. And so I tried to get a hold of as many producers as I could at the time yep. to record original music. Yeah. And how did that go? I mean, it was hard. It's always hard, isn't it? It's yeah. always hard to be a original artist with original music. You try to sell yourself and you try to change and you try to fit in and you try to be fresh. And it never quite gets to the right people, you know? Yeah. So it was hard. It was hard. And then I found myself going back to covers again. But I always was, you know, I was always writing original music. So I still have this big repertoire of music sort of just hanging you know, and eventually I think I'll, I'll probably redo some of them. But it was hard. It's really hard. Why did you say you felt like you need to change to fit in? Because this is what the world does to you. This is what society does to you. Yeah. It, it forces you to change. It forces you to fit into something. You know, you have to fit in. If you don't fit into this thing, then you're not good enough. When I lived in Dubai, I had to fit into Dubai's scenery and the music. And, you know, you try to create something for yourself there just so you can be seen. And then you go to Hong Kong and you try to change your way there because now it's a different scenery. It's a different type of music. And then when I got to LA, it was a massive, massive change because then I had to now fit into, okay, what do you want to do? Where does your passions lie in music? So of course, now you start to think, oh, well, okay, maybe I can do R&B. Maybe I can do neo-soul. Maybe I can do some contemporary rock. You try all these things just to fit in. And then what made it even harder for me to fit in is the fact that I am not American. I am yeah. South African. Yeah. And I'm not just South African, but I'm a woman of color. I'm a colored woman from South Africa. So now you, you, know, you have to bring up that persona and you go, okay, well, Maybe, maybe I can show them, you know, that the fact that I'm from a different country, I can do all these things that they can do. Maybe that will make me fresh. So it was, you know, it was a constant trying to fit in everywhere. It was just, it was really difficult. So when you record your, uh, your own work, do you perceive that you're going to just do it in your way and be yourself and not try and change or fit into someone else's box? Well, you see, I had this, I had this talk the other day where I, I explained very clearly to this, this other journalist that in order for me to be fresh and new and 
also think about what the fans want because at the end of the day as an artist you cannot do without your fans exactly so what i need to do is i need to be careful how i go about releasing new music yeah. and the conversation was okay maybe i need to step away from this show this tribute show and then create something that's fresh and create something that's that doesn't sort of shell shock the fans do you know so, what i mean yeah I, t- i totally understand so being belinda but having a little bit of taste of w- whitney in the same exactly exactly yes. yeah so i have to break it to them gently instead of just throwing all this music out and you know people go oh my god i don't know what what do i do with this what do i do with this you know i want to be smart about it i really want to be smart about it tell us what what was your decision to uh, enter britain's got talent and those various talent shows britain's got talent is a platform i didn't go there to and you know with the intention to win i didn't yeah. go and say oh my god i'm going to win 25000 pounds No, I think I used it mostly as a platform. If you get the recognition, amazing, great because the next time I go on tour in the UK, what's going to happen? I'm going to sell out some shows. Totally. I totally agree with you, but uh there's talent shows. Do you feel that, you know, it's a platform but once a show ends, the artist is on their own to do what they can do best? No, that's never the case. Okay. That's never the case. And this is something that I always try to explain to artists is when you go on to these shows and let's say for instance you do if you win. Okay. Maybe I maybe I got you wrong there. Maybe I misunderstood the question. Because if you win, yes. you you are not by yourself. You have to now sign a contract and you have to go about that contract. Yes. I'm, but I'm when not... you don't win, yes, but exactly. when you don't win, yeah. then you're by yourself. Definitely you're by, by yourself. Did... But of course, you get the recognition. So you're in the top 10 of Britain's Got Talent and you said you did Spain's Got Talent as well. Is that correct? Yes. And how did you do in Spain's Got Talent? I got a golden buzzer and I went to the finals and that was it. Again, another platform. Exactly. It's interesting this discussion because a lot of artists say that this platform of these uh, talent shows You know it's like creating carbon copies you know they go through a machine the winners I'm talking about and I've read, yeah. I've read quite a few interviews with some of the artists who've won and they've gone through the machine and they've been spat out on the other side and they yeah they really like don't have a say of what they wear how they look or anything like that and I don't think they realize that's going in No they don't when I when I do these competitions mm. my eyes and my ears and my mind is completely open to everything this is the type of person that i am when i go and do these competitions i look at everything and i see other artists and i think i always think to myself do you know what you're going into because i know what i'm going into and i know the reason that i'm doing this yeah. i know what i'm about to go and do i'm i never go in with the intention to win You know, I look at other artists and I go, I I hope you know what you're doing. I hope you know what you're going into because if you win this, what's going to happen after you win? Do you, you know, do you know what you're signing? Do you yeah. know the contract that you're that you're putting yourself into? And also that besides that, you know, the fame that comes with it and the attention, I don't think uh, anyone can be prepared for that type of 
adoration, the support and the social media and the comments and people all, you know, you have to be on all the time. Absolutely. You have to be on all the time. These cameras and these contracts and um, social, you know, the people that, that has seen that they don't go home with you. You go home by yourself. What are your thoughts on social media? Uh, social media. You know, I, I, am I allowed to swear? Yes. Fuck social media. Seriously. You know, when I did Britain's Got Talent, I realized how important social, social media is. Yeah. If I never had to be on social media, I would not be on social media. But I will tell you one thing. If you look on the side of my camera of, of this interview, I'm live on TikTok. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, but this is, this is important for me as an artist. Social media is important, but it's not real. None of it is actually real. And the sad thing is None that a lot of, of the people don't realize that, especially the fans. They don't realize it's not real. They don't realize it's not real. Social media is not your life. Like I've seen people go out and spend a ton of money, just put themselves in debt just to be on social media. I have seen people go so far and beyond their means and their bodies and their minds to to do what on social media? Because at the end of the day, if you go off of social media, what happens then? So yeah, that's that's how I feel about social media. I, I, I have a, I'll tell you what, to be honest, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. That's what it is. But it's not my life. It's not my everything. I don't wake up in the morning and go, ooh, let me post something today. I post when I feel like I want to post something. It's not, it's not mandatory for me to social fucking media. (laughs) So what do you love about it and what do you hate about it? I love the fact that you can, I can, I can market and promote my shows. I love the fact that I can show a different side of myself to people. I love that I can, I, I hate everything else. Okay. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like I hate everything else. It's interesting you say that show a different side of yourself when it's still a filtered side in inverted comments. It's definitely a filtered yeah. side. It's definitely a filtered side. It's it's interesting because a lot of people think, okay, the gateway to being famous is social media. So they must post and create storylines and be the Kardashians just so they might oh, get their 15 seconds of fame. No, I've seen some Dr. Phil things of people that come onto the show and go, I'm famous because I have 10,000 followers. What? So you've done absolutely no physical work. It was a guy who didn't speak to his parents because he, they yes, didn't have a follower. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You see. But now, and then I, I'm here on the other side and I have gone through some physical hard work to be where I am today. Yeah. Whether it's on social media or not, or just my career, period. So let's move on to the show. Tell us more about it. What can people expect? And for those who haven't seen it before, and let's unpack what we can enjoy about it. This is a labor of love. Every time I come home so tired after a long tour, yep. but I feel myself two weeks later thinking, it's time to go back on the road again because my body is itching for it. You see, my vocals are itching for it. So... I love the show so much. I love the people that I work with. We have amazing, we have an amazing band. We have some talented people in the show. We have an amazing technical team that gives you something amazing to look at. This is not a musical. 
what people need to understand is it's not a musical. This is a not a lifetime of Whitney Houston's life. Yeah. This is the way she was on stage. When we created the show, we thought about how much fun we were going to have, not the tragedy of her life. We have her costume changes. We have no long pauses. Um, we give you a show packed with all of her number one. Well, not all of her number one hits. I mean, I can only do so many songs in a show. Yeah, It's two and a half hours long and it's got a 20 minute break in between maybe 15 minutes, depending on <laughs> how much I talk in the show. But yeah, it's just, it's the way she was on stage. And did you ever meet Whitney in person? I never met her in person. Met every, probably a lot of people that came into her circle, but never her. And so it's a dedication to and a tribute to her life through her, the way she performed shown by Belinda Davids, correct? Exactly. Because I cannot sound exactly like her. And so I bring myself to it. Yeah, you have to, because you're not Whitney, you Belinda. So you have to right. bring your personality you. and your voice. So that's very important. Thank you. Yes, very much so. So Belinda, I love this game. I know if I had to ask you this question in two weeks, two days, two months, I know your answer will be different every time. But if you okay. had to push play to five songs by other artists... Once we've oh. finished this conversation, what would those five songs be and by whom? Okay, so lately I've been watch I've been listening to Beyonce's Cozy on Repeat okay. from her new album. Um I've also been listening to Alex Barone Cambiare, it's an Ital Italian song. I've been okay. listening to that on repeat. I've also been listening to uh Yeba Smith on okay. repeat. Yes. It's just something, it's one of, it's one of those things that she just pops up onto my screen. You know what, who I've really been listening to lately is George Michael. I've gone back to his best album. Yes. His best hits, gone back to George Michael and Sade. Sade, she's, yeah, brilliant. And yeah. A nice combination, nice list. Um, those yeah. are all on my list as well. What's next on your journey after the you've done the show? More of the same, or you're going to look to creating oh, your own? Of course, I'm always. I always want to create my own. I always want to release my own. So, right now, we have obligations that yes. we have to fulfill, and I'm focusing on this right now. But original music is venture. It's going to come. It's going to come. I just want everyone to be really patient because everyone's always asking me, when are we getting original music? Give me a second. Let me just get through this madness of the show. You do, I don't think everybody understands how busy I am just this year. So let me just, original music is coming and more. Let me just focus on this quickly. Let me get this done. Would you agree that by, Doing it at the same time as the show, you'd be focusing on Whitney in your mind and you need to be away I from think that. Definitely. I need to be away from that. Yeah. I definitely need to be away from that because I need to, for a minute, I need to just forget about where do broken hearts go? I need to forget about, didn't we almost have it all? I need to, I need to get out of her technique yeah. for a minute. And absolutely, then absolutely. Because then if you, do it at the same time, you might infuse some of that and you want it to be separate and its own identity. I want it to be separate. I want it to be completely me. Yeah. You know, I, I went through this stage before I, I, you know, I was in LA and I created this package and I sent original music to Babyface and 
He sent it right back with a note saying, we already have a Whitney. All of this is all a learning curve for me. So yeah. I have to step away in order for me to bring you something fresh and good and new. Exactly. And were you doing Whitney at that time when you sent that stuff to Babyface? Yes. Okay. I was in the four seasons doing Whitney, you okay. know, so I needed, I need to step away from it. Belinda, the podcast is listened to throughout the world. So as a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? Whatever phase you are in your life, be the best version of yourself. 